Hello, and welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. Online marketing expert, Lindsay Anderson, known internationally as One Click Lindsay, and her dedicated online marketing specialists at trafficandleads.com know that today's growing businesses thrive on targeted website traffic that converts into leads with just one click. Whether your business is struggling right now or your thriving business needs even more fuel for growth, you've come to the right place. So sit back and get ready to learn how to grow your business one click at a time. Please welcome your host of the Traffic and Leads podcast, One Click Lindsay. So welcome to the Traffic and Leads podcast. This is your host, One Click Lindsay. And I know I say this a lot, but today I have someone who I consider a friend, even though I just met him last week through podcasting. But quite frankly, folks, This guy is the nicest guy you will ever meet. And not only is he nice, he knows so much about social media, streaming video, podcasting. This guy knows a lot about a lot of things. So uh, listen in. He's also been known as the tools man. So get your pen out, but I'll also be putting this in the podcast note. But I know he's going to give us a ton of links on ways to make our lives easier Uh, driving traffic and leads to our website. So without further ado, my host, my guest today is Mr. Jan Ilunga. Let me read his official bio just so I don't miss anything. He is the founder (laughs) of the 360entrepreneur.net blog, an online community that provides entrepreneurs and small businesses with resources and actionable tips to promote their online business. He's also the host of the 360 Entrepreneur podcast show that features inspiring conversations with the thought leaders such as Michael Port, Pat Flynn, Kim Garst, John Lee Dumas, and Joe Paluzzi. Welcome, Jan. How are you today? Hey, one click, Lindsay. <laughs> I'm fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Now, I didn't tell the listeners why I consider you a friend. I was on your podcast last week. And since then, um, as you know, the Traffic and Leads podcast is a baby at this point, And you have helped me <laughs> more than anything to become a toddler. So I appreciate you've sent me guests, you've given me tips. So I really appreciate it and consider you a friend. You bet. You bet. No, the, the feeling is definitely mutual. And, you know, before we kick it off, and I'm sure we're going to have a lot of a lot of fun. I just want to say congrats on your new baby on launching the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I haven't, I have two toddlers. I haven't stayed up as many nights, but it has been a lot of work. <laughs> I'm sure you know. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. did I miss anything in the intro? Anything yeah, well, actually, you, yeah, I mean, I would add, I, I just interviewed this great expert. I don't know if you know her, One Click Lindsay. <laughs> She's awesome. I think our interview is going to be online uh, in, I don't remember if it's in December, in January, but no, jokes aside, I think I just want to stress that, you know, the positive things podcasting has done for me. And you told that, uh, you told it to the listeners here, we, we chatted for my podcast originally, but after that, the conversation continued after we stopped recording we talked about podcasting about many other great things and i'm always happy to to meet great people such as you so i'm happy to be here i'm ready to rock and roll all right so true or false in some masterminding groups that you're in you are called the tools man is that true yeah yeah can you tell (laughs) us can you tell us why can you tell us about that yeah sure i sure can 
Yeah, so I'm I'm called a tool man for the fact that I I like to to try things out. I really try to experiment. I try to test things out, and uh, you know when you hear an expert talking about certain tools, certain strategies, for example, especially in the online marketing space, it doesn't necessarily mean that what has worked for them will work for you, or what works for you will work for your friends or clients. So I always like to try things out, try tools out. And to give you just an example, as a podcaster, you probably know, everybody always talks about the first eight weeks when your podcast is in iTunes and you are not worthy. You really have to maximize that moment. You really have to promote it and all these kind of things, which are very true, by the way. But I, as the tool slash test guy, I was curious to see how iTunes works because when it comes to iTunes and rankings, it's kind of a mystery. I mean, they talk about reviews and this kind of things, but nothing more is known. So I tried for a week while I was in this golden territory. I didn't publish anything on purpose to see how that would affect my podcast. You know, for some podcasters, that might be like a crazy thing to do. But I did it. I was I was curious. And when it comes to tools, when I find tools that can really help me save time, promote my blog, my podcast, whatever the case may be, I'm always happy to share them. You know, I'm, I'm all transparent in what I do, and I'm always happy to know and help people, as you know well, Lindsay. Yeah. So uh, so what was the effect of not publishing for a week? Yeah, I, I, I saw a, a drop in the rankings of, of iTunes. Okay, so, so it definitely I think affects I don't, it. Yeah, I don't remember how, how many episodes I had at that time. I remember that I launched with five. I tried to remember the top of my head because I'm approaching the 100 episode mark. So I'm a bit, my memories are a bit playing with me. But I think I had five episodes in the can. And then I had maybe a couple more episodes before I did that experiment. So yeah, I think that there probably is some kind of correlation. I mean, I'm not sure how much that affects iTunes, but when I did that experiment, I saw a drop there in terms of downloads and, and listeners tuning in. Interesting. So um, let's go back to tools. When, you, when you're publishing a podcast or you're publishing a blog post, you're also really into video. What are the main tools that you cannot live without that make your life easier, that make us see yawn all over the place when you may be sleeping? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Well, I, I like to make to to make a, a kind of a, a premise to my answer because I think that when it comes to promoting our content and this is is especially true for people who promote uh, create content on a on a regular basis like podcasters for example or bloggers who may be writing constantly that we focus so much on the new content that we forget about the the old content so if we have a podcast for example like in your case and my case we may be focusing so much on the episode that we publish today or tomorrow that we kind of forget about all the other episodes. So when I promote my content, I personally like to, to divide it into two. So I, I do what I call the short-term promotion, and that's usually for the next month. And then I do the long-term promotion. So that's kind of an archive. So I use two tools to do this, and these tools have really changed my life. It's maybe a bit of an understatement, <laughs> but as 
These tools have helped me so much save a lot of time. Uh, the one I use for the uh, short-term content marketing is called CoSchedule. I don't know if you're familiar with that, Lindsay. I have heard you speak of it and I it's on my list to check out, but tell us about it. Yeah, sure. So uh, it started out as a, as a WordPress plugin. And basically the idea is it works as an editorial calendar. And I talked about this in one of my videos because they, they've kind of changed the process we use for uh, coming up with creating and promoting content. So usually we or sometimes we kind of make the mistake where we sit in front of our computer, we, we brainstorm, we write the post, we start to schedule the, for example, the tweets on Twitter using Buffer or Hootsuite, these kind of tools. But sometimes that can, you know, eat a lot of our time because maybe ideas take some time before they come to us and these kind of things. With co-schedule a couple of months ago, I sat down in front of my computer. I was planning, just planning content. And in about 15 minutes, I came up with over two months worth of content. And I'm talking about podcast episodes, blog posts, and videos. Well, so think how about did it. You, in how did you minutes, do that? I don't believe you. Yeah, no, no. I, I even made a video. I'll definitely send you the link because I, I talk about that there also. So basically what I did, I, I sat down and I said, okay, I have not, well, things have changed a little bit because now my podcast is a five days a week show. Back then it was twice a, a week. So what I did, I was like, okay, I know I have podcast on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I have the videos, one on Monday, one on Wednesday, one on Friday. And then I have the blog post usually on, on Wednesdays. And what I did, I just started brainstorm. So I didn't focus so much on the details. So for example, if I, I knew I wanted to make a video where I talked about, uh, let's say productivity, for example, which is a perfect example, I knew I wanted to mention some tools that can help content creators be more productive. Now, at that moment, I didn't know if I wanted to talk about four tools, five tools or six tools, but that doesn't really matter. So what I did in my calendar, I just put an X, so for that I would change later, tools for productivity, something like that. And so I did for, for the podcast and so forth. And in about 10, 15 minutes, I came up with over two months, I think it was almost two months and a half worth of content. So wow. what that does is that when it was time for me to sit down and create the content, I didn't have to brainstorm anymore because I had already put the title. In some cases, I had already uh, created some notes because the cool thing about CoSchedule is that integrates with WordPress, which means that what I was saving there, it wasn't just saved in the calendar as something to do, but it was saved as a WordPress uh, post, as a draft, which means that I could already put the, the right category, for example, I could put the date and time I want it to be published, I could put some notes already or bullet points, so that when it's time to write, I can write. And the cool thing about CoSchedule is that since it works with WordPress, when you install the plugin, the plugin below your post or posts, WordPress posts, there's gonna be a section where you can already create your social media uh, posts or tweets. So if you think about it, usually we brainstorm. Number one, number two, we create the content. Number three, we promote the content. But in this case, you can even change the order because if you know what you're gonna be talking about. In this case, a certain amount of apps for productivity. I can already also schedule all my social media posts. I can already write them down. And then I'm just going to change the X to the number of tools I want to mention. Wow. 
Wow, that is a very powerful tool. So does that all happen within the WordPress dashboard? Yeah, yes, it does. you have two options. It can be in the cost schedule dashboard or in WordPress. And now I've heard recently, I think this week, I think that now cost schedule works not only with WordPress. So I, I don't, I'm not 100% sure about that. If some of the listeners don't use WordPress, they should double check. But if you're a WordPress user, that's my first recommendation. So I use a cost schedule for, I said, for a kind of short-term content marketing because they have uh, already defaulted tweets or no, sorry, defaulted times and dates, which means that if I write a post now or I schedule the social media, the, the standard options are to send out a tweet or, or Facebook post or LinkedIn post at the same time the, the post goes live. Then you can choose the day after, the week after, the month after. So these are the standard. And then you can create a custom one. So the reason why I say short term, because it's up until a month, I usually use it for this. So that's, I use it when I have a new post, a new podcast, I use that. And then what I do, I use another tool called Social Oomph. Are you familiar with it? I am, but tell us about it. Yeah, okay. So what I love about Social Oomph, and this is a tool that content marketing expert Jeff Bolas, he talked about this when he was on my podcast. He said that Social Oomph, I mean, I know that Social Oomph has helped me so much, but he said that that tool alone saves him over 100 hours per month. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And uh, social oomph, you can use it for Twitter, for Facebook, for LinkedIn. And the idea is this, if some of the listeners may be using, for example, Buffer and Hootsuite, which are great tools, no doubt about it. But the problem is that when you create a, a tweet with uh, Hootsuite, for example, you schedule it. Once that the tweet is sent out, that's it. If you want to share it later today or tomorrow or in a week, you have to copy and paste it again or type it again. So if you if you make that time 10 or 20, depending on the content you want to promote, it starts to eat a lot of your time. With Social Oomph, on the other hand, you can create what are called loops. So you can basically create libraries of content and you say and you tell Social Oomph, okay, from this specific library, I want you to pick up a piece of content and share it on Twitter, for example, let's say every three hours. So what the magic is this, you create the, or you put in the heavy work once at the beginning. So you write your tweets or Facebook posts, whatever. And then if you want, Social Oomph will continuously promote your content, which means that even if you go on the other side of the, the of the world or for some reason you don't have internet access, you're still going to be promoting your content because Social Oomph runs on autopilot if you wanted to. And a similar tool to Social Oomph is Edgar. So mm -hmm. that is usually what most people are familiar with. But uh, Social Oomph is has similar features as cheaper than Edgar, which isn't bad necessarily. And uh, with a single account, you can have different profiles. I think I have like two different Twitter accounts, my personal Facebook, a couple of Facebook pages and my LinkedIn page. So it's what, six, six seven different uh, profiles all within a single Social Oomph account. When you post through Social Oomph, is it like, it kind of bugs me when it's like, this was posted by Hootsuite. Does it do that on Twitter and Facebook? Or does it look like it's coming from you? Yeah, no, it, it doesn't do it on, on Twitter. 
per se but if you are on on hootsuite i think you can see it because in hootsuite i think you can see everything even yeah, if one really send can. out a tweet from the app on mobile uh, rather than the the website or hootsuite or edgar or whatever so i think from hootsuite people may be able to see it but i think that is is very effective especially for all the listeners who have evergreen content so a piece of content can be a blog post can be a video can be a webinar replay that is useful today and it's going to be useful next week next month a year from now two years from now so if you don't want if you want to have more time to focus on the new content content and other aspects of your business it's important to make sure that you don't forget about the evergreen content and this may, may sound stupid to some people they may be not well it doesn't make sense and to some extent i was thinking like that but as you know lindsay i have another podcast which is in a different niche about music business and i remember with that sometimes i would hear from people on twitter telling me after over 70 episodes people tell him wow i can't believe i just found out about your show so that made me realize that hey i shouldn't forget about people who may be finding out about my show today or tomorrow or next week so that's why i want to make sure that i promote the content that i published last month two months ago five months ago and so forth that makes perfect sense so so I only have you for another, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. So I have a few more questions. You can so have I, me for as long as you want. Oh, Five ooh. hours worth. Five <laughs> hour podcast. That's going to be pretty sweet. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, this is a horrible segue, but we're going to skip. Since you are a content marketing machine, what kind <laughs> of content are you finding drives the most traffic to your website? Is it the blogging? Is it the live streaming video? What is it? Tell me the secret. Mm, that's a great question. Well, I would say in the long-term traffic, I would say is probably still articles. So blog posts and not, not necessarily only on my blog, but also on other platforms. So I'm a big fan of repurposing content. And this is something I've really talked about. And let's say, for example, if you're a podcaster and you have a podcast, you should keep in mind that even though you're maybe focusing on iTunes because that's the major platform and so forth, there may be people out there that would be interested in, in your content, but they aren't on iTunes. That's why, for example, I try to repurpose my content and I may be for a single podcast, I may write a guest post, for example, for a, for a digital magazine or a, or a large blog or I may use the LinkedIn publishing platform and medium.com so I've, I've noticed that for for me personally the, the written content still performs very very well when it comes to to drive traffic back to my website are you doing like are you doing any keyword research when you're writing that written content or are you just like putting your heart out to the world and it's coming yeah no 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 I do I always do a little bit of, of keyword research. So I, I definitely, when I create my editorial calendar, I don't, I don't care about the, uh, the keyword research. But then when it's time to write the post, I would do a, a quick keyword research. And I used to do very thorough, in-depth research with Market Samurai. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, I sometimes use the Google Keyword Planner because it's a bit faster to use. It doesn't you know, require that much time compared to Market Samurai. But I definitely, I would definitely recommend the listeners to, I don't 
people shouldn't go crazy about it, but it's still important because even though you may be writing about something that you're passionate about, if you're if you're using a synonym that nobody is really exactly. using when they do a Google search, you may be missing out. Again, this ties into also the repurposing content. You may be missing out big time on people who would be a raving fan of your content, of your services, of your products, simply because you use the wrong wording. Sometimes it's as easy as that. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Like, uh, you know, I've said before on the podcast, I have clients who've been blogging for eight years and they're still getting 10 hits a day. They deserve more than that because they have so much content. And it's just a little tweaking of keywords here and there. So Google knows what your blog post is about. We're not trying to trick Google. Right. We just need to conform to their standards, right? Yeah. And you want to make sure of that, you know, Google knows that, hey, this post is about productivity for content creators. So that if someone writes productivity tools content, you know that, hey, that's probably someone who would be interested in this piece of content. Yeah, perfect. Okay. So along those lines, as you know, it's the Traffic and Leads podcast. Which kind of mm -hmm. content is producing the most leads for you? That's a great question. Okay, he, here's the thing. Something that has been working relatively well, but it, it takes a lot of time and it's difficult to keep up, is to, are you familiar with, some people call it the content upgrade technique? You know what, I'm not. Tell us about it. Awesome, okay. So the content, up, or they also call it, I think, bonus content, but the idea is very simple. Is And that can work very well for, for a podcast, for example, or a video where you have an episode, let's say this episode was about, I don't know, uh, five tools, uh, five productivity tools for content creators. Let's stick with that example. So we talk about that. And then on the podcast, you could say, actually, you know, I've put together a PDF where I put the links to, to those resources. And I also added two bonus resources, or it can be a video of you showing how those tools work, these kind of things. And what works so well about those is that usually well, I don't want to generalize too much, but often people may have one lead magnet on their website. So if someone lands on your on a landing page you've created or on your homepage, they may be not necessarily interested in that specific lead magnet you're offering, but they would be interested in the content of your newsletter. And here's what I mean. If you're, let's say you have a blog about blogging or about podcasting, your lead magnet could be how to start a podcast. So if I'm already a podcaster and I land on your homepage, I'm like, well, I'm, I don't really need to learn how to launch a podcast since I'm already running one. But perhaps you would also have some tips for podcasters. So how to get more downloads or whatever. So if you have a, a single lead magnet, some people you may be missing out on some people. On the other hand, with the content upgrade technique, it works like this. If I'm reading your post or if I'm listening to your podcast and I, I stay tuned, it's because the content is interesting, is relevant, is informative, whatever you want. So if, if there is downloadable resource that is tailored to that content, that is connected to that, that helps me take the first steps or the next steps, then I'm more likely to sign up for it and, and you know, eager to receive it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that is your, is that your best list building technique? Is that you're writing a white paper or doing a secret, an opt-in video for real specific topics on your website? Yeah. I mean, I, wow. I try and we, we've talked about this on the podcast also, I believe with uh, Barry Moore of the Active Marketer that 
for for podcasters for example or blogger this could work very very well but sometimes i try to create a content or bonus content that i can use again so mm. an example of that is a video i did a kind of behind the scene video of active campaign the email marketing software i use because i mentioned that or my guests and i have mentioned that a few times on the podcast so it makes sense to kind of give that again so ideally you would want to think about bonus content and you know this doesn't have to be so complicated i've seen people simply turning the post into a pdf and offering that so you that think people would say, download hey, that would people really give me my their email address for that yawn for reals I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I have. I have actually done that because I've come across a post that was interesting. Perhaps was a very long post or very, like, practical. Where maybe I was, let's say, I was on in the metro or something like that, and I couldn't actually kind of have the post there and try things out. So what I did, I just saved the PDF so that I had it there, and when I was in front of my laptop, I could open the PDF and you know that follow the sense. steps. That the blogger sense. was explaining. So I've definitely used it a couple of times uh, as a subscriber so that I subscribe for it. And then I looked at it. I was like, hey, this is just a post turned into a PDF. But it, it's it's more <laughs> practical in a way. <laughs> That's very true. Okay. I, I like those answers. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Can I just add one quick thing? Yeah. The, always keep in mind, though, to try to give people a uh, actionable tips and that help them achieve small wins like quickly you don't want to create something epic that it takes people 10 days to implement the the more action oriented your bonus content is the better that's so true and it needs to be valuable i constantly say don't just throw yeah. some garbage out there because people are going to download it and think that you're kind of not quality because you've given a non-quality right. opt-in okay so we're, the time is ticking down um I have a very important question for you. Your podcast in five months, you had like 100,000 downloads, correct? Yeah. Does that mean, like how much traffic did that mean for your website? Huh, that's, that's a great question. Well, I have to or say that- Or if it's that, a secret, you can, you can say- pass. Yeah, no, 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 it's okay. not a secret. The thing is that downloads don't necessarily translate into a huge amount of traffic. In fact, to tell you the truth, I don't even know the exact number of traffic I got from that, but is since I don't remember it, it's nothing yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that big, because otherwise I remember it. Did but you get more Twitter followers? Did you get people calling you? What did 100,000 yeah, yeah. mean? That definitely, that definitely, yeah, that definitely translates into, into, first of all, you know, fans on social media and these kind of things, but also into people reaching out to you. So in my case can be for coaching because, you know, they tune in in the podcast and they may have questions. So I, I start to get emails and of course I can't reply to emails, but it's easier to have a, to have a call or, or this kind of thing. So. I, I can give you an exact number on that, but it didn't translate in terms of download. Uh, sorry, in terms of traffic to my website, it wasn't much for for the fact that I, I mean, I think this is one of the reasons why is because some people probably just use, for example, the iTunes apps mm -hmm. or, or Stitcher radio app. So not everybody would go to the show note page, even though I mentioned that in every episode. Not everybody goes to the to the show. I, I know I do the same when I listen to podcasts. If I go for a jog or whatever, I don't always go to the show notes page. I may 
uh, write down the name of that particular app they mentioned that I didn't know about, but I necessarily don't go always to the show notes page. So I think that may be one of the reasons why. Yeah. What about opt-ins? Did it increase opt-ins much? Yeah, I know I'm yeah, grilling absolutely. you today. So we can yeah, no, no, it's not. Sounds good. It sounds good. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely did. But here's the thing. I've recently started to segment my email list Mm. because I've seen this, especially with my old podcast, which is over a year old now, that sometimes you get leads that, you know, like in the case of the bonus content, some people may sign up just for the, for the piece of content you offer, and then they aren't active. So if you kind of run a, a, I would call it a mainstream newsletter where everybody's in the same basket. It's it's tricky because you don't know who who's engaged, who isn't. On the other hand, if you try to segment your email list, that's how I've tried to do it. But it's getting trickier with different bonus content upgrades that I offer. You know that people who sign up for it, maybe for the research in the beginning, but I ask some questions. I kind of have them take action so that they know who is on the email list because they want to you know, do, uh, do business with me. They want to get my content, whatever. And who signed up just for, for the free resource, but they don't care to open my emails or reply or, or click a link when I ask them to and these kind of things. But <laughs> oh. it definitely, it's definitely helped. Are we trying to train our customers like dogs? Click a link when I ask you to. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, if those darn tire kickers, right? You know that the best, yeah, I mean, you know, the best practice says to have a single link in your email, even if it's a couple of times, but the same link. And sometimes Mm -hmm. some people, and I'm guilty of that too, Linz, I'm not going to lie to you. I signed up for some newsletters and yeah, maybe I I may quickly scan the email, but I don't necessarily click the link. So, you know, it's not about the numbers because when you hear people saying, yeah, I have 100,000 subscribers, that's like, okay, but what does it really means in terms of open rates and click-through rates because it's better to have less people but they are engaged than having thousands of people who don't open your emails because if that's your case you're here with Lindsay and I and that's your case those people are actually costing you money (laughs) because most email service providers charge per I don't know thousand or two thousand or five thousand subscribers so regardless regardless that you know you're not a multi-millionaire now maybe you are I don't know because of your hundred thousand <laughs> downloads it's still admirable and something that all podcasters aspire to so excellent work on that yeah but you know what it's what I what I think has has worked out very well for me is that I always have tried since day one to find strategies to leverage my podcast even if you have five downloads and I've talked about this because of my podcast I was asked to speak on uh, international podcast day and there I talked about some strategies for for podcasters that you that I've used to build authority to get exposure to get leads and that everybody can use regardless of whether they have 1 million downloads on or 10 downloads it really doesn't matter so i can send you the link to that video if you want because i awesome. recorded okay awesome okay so let's just finish this up jan tell us um how to get in touch with you what you can do what you can do for us besides just be a super nice helpful guy with pretty much everything what can we pay you to do for us jan well i do consulting so I now focus on podcasting, as you as you one click cleans, you know very well. So <laughs> if there is someone who has 
questions. I mean, I can help you with blogging, with building your platform, content marketing, social media marketing, but especially with podcasting. If you're, if you're looking for practical advice, you have a question, I'm always happy to reply. I try to reply to all the emails I get. So you can send me an email at Jan, that's Y-A-N-N, at 360entrepreneur.net. And then you also find me on Twitter, that's my go-to social media platform. I'm there every day, a couple of times I check. So even though I automate the promotion, most of my promotion, I'm there every day to check and engage with people. So there I'm at Yannick underscore Ilunga. And really just, just reach out. I'm always happy to help. And uh, actually, you know, Twitter, email, whatever works best for you, just reach out. Don't be afraid to ask questions, not only to me, but, you know, to, to your wonderful host here, Lindsay, or to anybody. If you have a question, just reach out to people. Yep, yep. Most people, are, I've, I haven't met anybody who's like, I'm not answering your question. So that's what social is mm. for, right? Well, Jan, yeah. that was a wonderful, wonderful interview. Thank you so much for all of these actionable items on driving traffic and leads to your website. And this is One Click Lindsay signing off. You've been listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast featuring online marketing expert One Click Lindsay. Tune in each week to experience Lindsay's unique gift for helping entrepreneurs and small business owners accelerate the growth of their business by strategically getting them more traffic and powerful leads. To make sure you don't miss a single business building show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and OneClickLindsay.com. If you know someone who would benefit from more traffic and leads, please tell them about the Traffic and Leads podcast. And finally, to learn more about working with Lindsay and her dedicated team of marketing experts, please visit OneClickLindsay.com. Now go and implement what you've learned, and we'll see you next week for another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. And remember, the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.